Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. So glad you stopped by. We hope that as you listen to today's sermon, the Holy Spirit through his word will refill you, recharge you, and equip you for the rest of your journey with him. Listen to today's sermon. So Mark chapter 4 is a very interesting chapter because, you know, the way the apostle or the saint Mark, the way Mark wrote was he was a man who specialized in summaries. So whereas Luke will write and be very elaborate and go on and on, Mark gets straight to the point. He writes like somebody who doesn't have a lot of patience. He just gets straight to the point. So when you read Mark chapter 4, there are a lot of stories in there. And then by the time you get to verse 35, where we are, uh, where, where we are reading uh, today, the title here says, Jesus Calms the Storm. Amen. Amen. You know, at church for a while, we, we started, in fact, this year, by God's grace, we started uh, with a, a sermon series on wisdom from Psalm 90 verse 12, where we consistently prayed the prayer of Moses, which says, teach us to number our days so that we may incline our hearts to wisdom. And, and we dealt deep. We didn't know that coronavirus would be coming along the way. But we find ourselves in situations where wisdom has become critical. Mm. Amen. Amen. So God has his own way of preparing his children. And today, we want to look at Jesus, what Jesus teaches us. Uh, this, this is still on stewardship. We started treating stewardship, but... Normally when we treat stewardship, we treat our responsibility towards God. So for example, last week, our brother Ken Krieger spoke about how God gives all of us three gifts. Time, talent, and treasure. And how we are supposed to use these three gifts uh, for his service as part of stewardship. Uh, the, the week before, I had spoken about delightful obedience where stewardship is not just about doing God's will, but doing it cheerfully. And that, and, and I had gone into Chronicles, to First Chronicles, to share the story of David and how King David had prepared for the temple. Even though God hadn't chosen him to build the temple, he had got several ounces of gold and of silver and of every, every natural resource that was of value, King David had gathered for the temple. And yet when he prayed, his prayer was, Father, God, teach your people to obey you. Because that is really what stewardship is about. But so far, in all the times we've spoken about stewardship, we've spoken about stewardship as our responsibility towards God, how we respond to God. But stewardship is a two-way street. If we are employees of God, and he is our employer, he also has responsibilities towards us. Amen. Amen. So what is God's responsibility towards us? As our master, if we get to call him Lord, he has some responsibilities towards us. And a time of crisis is a very, very good time to remember what God's responsibility towards us children is. So when we get to Mark chapter 4 verse 35, we read, As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. 
So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon, a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Verse 38, Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up, shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we are going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still, or peace, be still. Suddenly, the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked his disciples, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? 41. The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and waves obey him. Amen. Amen. So this is a scripture we are all very, very familiar with. And at the time when Jesus was sleeping soundly in the boat, and the storms came, and the disciples went to him, the first question they asked him, they said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Don't you care that we are about to drown? And many times when Christians find themselves in, in situations that are dangerous and risky and confusing and all that, and we are praying, but it feels as though God is sleeping on us, if we'll be very, very honest, we pray this prayer too. Even if we don't pray it out loud, we ask ourselves, God, don't you care? God, don't you care that I am in this situation? Don't you care that my health is? Don't you care that my finances? Don't you care that coronavirus is? Don't you care? Don't you care? But you see, right in verse 35, Jesus said something. He said, let us cross to the other side of the lake. Amen. Amen. Jesus, on the onset of their journey, had already told them what the destination was. He said, I, Jesus, your Lord and Master and Savior, I am taking you to the other side of the lake. This was before the storms came. There is something Mike Tyson, the famous boxer, says. He says everybody has a plan until you punch them in the face. And this is something that happens in boxing a lot, you know, in a fight. So everybody gets into the boxing ring and they have a plan of how they're going to defeat a champion, how they're going to do this and how they're going to duck and how they're going to give an uppercut. This. And then Mike Tyson gives you one punch in the face and all your plans go out of the window. And many times we behave like that. Jesus said, let us go to the other side of the lake. Before we entered this year, God spoke to many, many of us. He, he, he told us, he gave us very, very specific promises. He gave us promises on, 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 on our health, on our marriage, on our, on our children, many, many promises. And then a storm called coronavirus comes and we are watching the news and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds are dying every day in countries with better health systems than Ghana. And you would, or Senegal, or, or wherever you find yourself. And, and it's very tempting to say, don't you care? But you see, superior to the storms of life, 
superior to the storms of life are the promises of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Superior to the storms of life is the word of God. So when God says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age, it is not circumstance dependent. He says, I will neither leave you nor forsake you. It is not circumstance dependent. When he says, mark the perfect man, consider the righteous, for the end of that person is peace. It is not circumstance dependent. It is not economy dependent. It is not country dependent. It is not geography dependent. Jesus told the disciples, let us cross to the other side of the lake. Amen. Amen. See, if they hadn't woken him up, because he had spoken and declared that this is where I am taking you, it is very, very obvious from scripture that the boat, in spite of the storms, in spite of the wind, in spite of the, the situation, would have ended up at the other side of the lake. Amen. Amen. So when Jesus woke up in verse 39, he rebukes the wind and said to the waves, Peace be still. And the Bible says, Suddenly the wind stopped. And then he asked them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? And listen to that question, why are you afraid? Jesus, isn't it obvious why we are afraid? <laughs> isn't it obvious why we are, we are afraid? Yesterday, uh, my wife spent some time with, a, with a, a health professional. You know, today I got to speak to Dr. T. Abbott and all that. And because health professionals understand what the coronavirus can do in a country where the government is not properly prepared, when you speak to them, you can tell that they are a bit more anxious than the average citizen. Because they know, they understand. They are the first line. If anybody starts coughing, starts acting funny, a health professional is going to have to meet them. And it is a very similar story. Remember that half of these disciples or more were fishermen. Jesus himself, by profession, had been a carpenter. <laughs> if anybody understands a storm, a fisherman does. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And look at this man looking at these fishermen who understands water and they understand the storms and they know what it means and they know what harm it can cause. And he looks at them and then he asks them, why are you afraid? <laughs> hey, Jesus, isn't it obvious why I'm afraid? Why are you asking me this? <laughs> You know, but God's word is superior to every circumstance. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. See, Amen. This, this is God's word and this is the truth of, of scripture. We'll find ourselves in situations and the more you know about the storm, the more educated you are on storms, the more <laughs> afraid you will be. Hmm. But God's word is always true. There's a, a scripture our sister Rosie drew our attention to, I think, on Thursday or Wednesday during our prayer meeting. And I would want yeah. us to go there, go there because it's, it's a beautiful scripture and it was written by a man who was in prison. And he wasn't in some fancy prison. He was in a Roman prison. You know, so we'll go to the book of, uh, of, uh, of the Philippians. I nearly oh. said Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to the book of Philippians, <laughs> chapter 4. 
when Paul when Paul was writing this letter to the people of of, uh, of Philippians, uh, historically you have to understand what had happened was that he had been in prison, and the church there had sent a man called Epaphroditus to take some food and some money and a few items to go and visit Paul. So this is a church that genuinely cared about him. But it is also a church where a lot of retired... Uh, it was a city where a lot of retired Roman soldiers lived. So you had a lot of very strong, aggressive, opinionated people there. And the church in that city was consistently persecuted and under attack. You know, so even though they were a very generous church, they were a church that was in a hostile environment. You know, so he writes to them, and um, so Philippians chapter 4, we'll start from verse 6. Mm. Philippians chapter 4 from verse 6. So this is Paul, a man who is in prison, who was in a prison that is nowhere near the kind of prisons we have around the world today. And then he writes and he says, don't worry about anything. This is a prisoner, Mr. Prisoner writing to you. <laughs> and he's telling you, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. <laughs> so instead of worrying, this is what you should do. Pray about everything. Pray about the big things. Pray about the small things. Pray about what you think you understand. Pray about what you don't understand. Pray about what you are afraid of. Pray about what you are hopeful about. He says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. And when you are praying, tell God what you need. And thank him for all he has done. See, we are here because he has already done so much. Amen. We are not starting from ground zero. If you are where you are today, it is because he has provided many, many times over. Because he has kept you in many, many situations. He's delivered you from many, many situations. So we, we are at this place because he's already done so much. So we come with gratitude and then we make our supplication known to him. Amen. Then verse 7 says, when you do this, when you don't worry about anything but tell God about everything, and you tell him what you need, and you thank him for what he has done, then you will experience God's peace, amen, amen. which exceeds anything we can understand. Yeah. People will see you in this situation, and you'll be happy and joyful, and like, uh, what is going on? What has this person been smoking? No, it is the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, amen. amen. He says, his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And then he gives us a word of advice, which is what I'll leave with you today. He says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. Amen. But he says, take authority. A part of stewardship. So this is, today I'm talking about God's responsibility towards us. And the fact that the promises he has made you, his covenant with you, is superior to every circumstances. You can trust him to deliver what he says he will deliver. Amen.
And the easiest thing you can do is to fix your mind on him. Amen. Amen. Don't follow the news too much. We all know what is happening. You don't need to know, get every single update on CNN and on BBC, on CCTV, whatever. You don't need all of that. What you need to fix your mind on or fix your thoughts on is what is true. What is true? God's word is true. Amen. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Amen. This is where we need to take ownership. You know, stewardship means that God has given me an assignment and I'm responsible to him, but my employer is also responsible for me. And he's saying that if anything is disturbing you, let me know. Don't worry about anything. Speak to me about everything. If you speak to me about everything, I'll make sure that you have my peace because I'll sort everything out for you. Amen. Amen. I want us to spend some time in prayer. Very simple prayer. Whatever is disturbing you, whatever is bugging you, whatever you are not sure of, tell him about it. Amen. We hope this sermon blessed you. If it did, will you consider sharing it with a friend? And if you're in Accra looking for a spirit-filled community to worship with, why don't you join us at Mikado Plaza, Aboni Junction, Accra, on Sundays from 9 to 10.30 a.m. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Accra Church and visit our website, accrachurch.org, for more sermons. God bless you.